This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this Friday show. That's right. It's Friday. The weekend is almost here. And uh, we, for the next five hours, we got a lot uh, to talk about on today's show. Last night was the final night of the Republican National Convention. And we'll have some clips from that coming up. But... I found out that basically the coronavirus pandemic is, is for the most part, over. And there should be a vaccine any day. I don't think we need one at this point. I mean, it was the president who said that, but he, he was backed up by uh, Dr. Dana White, MD. Uh, so at least... Oh, wait, that's the UFC guy. Sorry. I was about to go, how do I know that name? Yeah, uh, he didn't have any of the medical experts out there. Uh, backing up what he said, but that was one of the big takeaways is we've done a great job. We did everything we possibly could. And now I'm in front of this crowd where nobody's wearing a mask and there's nobody six feet away from anybody else. Uh, I mean, the, the visual on it was, was pretty jarring that, you know, they were talking about, we do everything based on science and medical advice. And it's like the crowd that was there listening to Let's the squeeze president. in everyone. Right, right. Everybody, we got to get a few more people in here. And I, I don't know if they had a rule that you couldn't come in if you were wearing a mask, but it looked like that because nobody, uh, very few masks to be seen in the president's audience last night. It probably so. wasn't that you don't, you don't, you can't wear a mask. It's more of you probably got shunned if you wore it. Right. You know, you can, you can kind of read the room, you know, mm-hmm. most people can. Uh, yeah, I think there was probably an anti-mask sentiment going on. Or it was just a flat-out policy. The president doesn't want anybody in his crowd wearing a mask. He's going to talk about what a great job he's done uh, leading us through this pandemic. But don't wear a mask. So do not make him yeah, look bad. Don't make him look bad. Uh, get ready for this uh, weekend. There's a show on Netflix that kind of looks like a funny take on uh, the purge. So it's called the binge and you know, the purge is a thing like they've eliminated all crime, but then they have one night a year where people are allowed to kill other people, commit any crime you want to. You can commit any crime you want to without repercussions. And for some reason that solves all the crime the rest of the year, which let's ignore the big gap in logic there. But this one huh. is it's a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> this is uh, the binge, and this is in the future. People aren't allowed to drink or consume any drugs, except for one night a year when you got to get it all out of your system. I know that sounds like something that should involve or Seth get Rogen it all into your system. Yeah, get it all into your system, but it, it sounds like something from Seth Rogen and James Franco. But it's a, it looks like Vince Vaughn, and that's let's see, is that uh, Hulu? Yeah, it looks like that's on Hulu. Let me see if I got that right. Yes, it's Hulu. All right. Hulu, The Binge. Comedy about a future America that's clean and sober except for one night a year where all drugs and alcohol are legal. 
Kind of sounds like a waste. <clears throat> a waste of? I don't know. A day? Your tolerance <laughs> should be so low. Yeah, right. It would be like two beers, everyone's out. Sure. One hit. One hit wonders all You're night. Gone. Also, yeah. where do you... Do you get the drugs that day, or do you have to hunt them down during that night? You know, or is or? there? Is this like a fireworks situation? Like you know how for Fourth of July, all of a sudden fireworks stands pop up everywhere. Are there little drug stands that pop up on the corner? Like we've been waiting for this all year. The crack stand. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of questions that need answered. Yeah, <laughs> but that's on uh, Hulu starting today. All right, let's take uh, a few moments. Go around, everybody. Tell me what you're working on today. We'll start sports this morning. Brandon uh, Coates' morning show sports headlines coming up. Um, is it NBA? I'm just trying to guess what the main story is. Well, I mean, there's a lot of main stories, but it's all kind of wrapped around the protests yeah. and uh, the the shooting of Jacob Blake. NBA is uh, planning on returning, and there was one big figure that was really able to help bridge that gap and to get the players back out on the court. All right. So about an hour, we're going to have that on the way for you. Let's uh, check our entertainment headlines with Joanna Barba. Joanna's going to have a full entertainment report for us later, but what's one of the highlights that we have coming up? Well, who would you want to see in a remake of the 90s action movie Face Off? Just think of two actors. Chris Evans and... Oh, yeah. Oh, and Chris one. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. That's or a Chris good Pratt. One. I'm in. Those are good ones, yeah. but what about Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds? There you go. That'd be yeah. great. No, that's better. <laughs> in a recent interview, I, I will said, gladly admit that that's a much better idea. <laughs> uh, Jackman said that he would be open to starring in a remake of Face Off with Ryan Reynolds. Have you guys ever actually seen Face Off? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It is <laughs> insane. <laughs> like the whole thing it's so is weird. insane. <laughs> What is it about? Okay, so oh. Caster Troy. So. <laughs> Y'all got really is, excited with that one. Caster Troy is this really bad criminal. I forget what he did. He's a terrorist, but he's, he's just like super bad guy. And he's in a supermax prison. And uh, He's played by Nicholas. N- that's Cage. Nicholas Cage. John Travolta plays this <laughs> cop named John. I don't I don't remember his last name. Anyway, he's a cop. Caster Troy. I you know what I can't it's been so long since I saw it. they end up swapping faces like I kind of they, forget they why do they swap re- faces I think it's because he was wasn't like he gonna make a big deal oh yeah yeah and yeah. so they were like well we so, need somebody on the inside so we're just gonna swap we're gonna faces. swap faces so that John Travolta can go undercover right into so they this they deal. lasered off using 1995 <laughs> technology Genius. 1997 <laughs> okay. excuse me they lasered off John. Travolta's face and put Nicolas Cage's face on him. Well, now Nicolas Cage got John Travolta's face, and somehow his brother, I think, helps him escape. Well, he then assumes John Travolta's life, including betting down John Travolta's wife. And you would think at some point, and at one point he kind of wanted to bang the daughter too. Yeah, yeah, right. But oh. you would think at some point it, it was just a face <laughs> swap, not a full body swap. You would think the wife would say. Oh, we've been married for 20 years. Your body looks different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just so many crazies. And it's one of, I, I mean, it's one of the very early like, insane Nick Cage yeah, performances. It's like, but like really good Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, really mm, bad, good, really Nick, good Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> and, and also, you know, look, Cage is the god when it comes to that. But Travolta's doing his best to outact 
or out <laughs> overact Nicolas right. Cage. The whole the whole thing is just it's Freaky Friday, but you know, but with uh, suggested murder. rape and murder and <laughs> all this different stuff. It, it's cra- I got to watch it again. It's been a long time. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> okay, uh, yeah, commercial success, eleventh highest grossing film of ninety seven. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big, movie. it was a big Hollywood hit. It was a blockbuster. Considered to be the director's best Hollywood film. Who, who Who's is uh, is it? John Woo. Oh, okay. John Woo. Well, John Woo is directs a lot of uh, movies out of I think China. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a big name in Hong Kong cinema. It says. Uh, Lisa, news headlines. You want to preview our news? Uh, I think we got a few stories we could talk about today, right? Yeah, um, probably one of the biggest stories today is going to be the March on Washington. That's going to be happening today. It's the anniversary of the 1963 March on Washington. This is the I Have a Dream speech. Correct. Yes. Organizers uh, say that the march is going to be happening uh, to demonstrate the advocacy for comprehensive police accountability and reform. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's going to be a lot of families there. Obviously, Reverend Al Sharpton will be there as well as the families of George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, Ahmed Arbery, um, all going to be giving speeches as well. So this is going to be a very big event today. All right. Oh, my God. Somebody get my bunker ready. <sighs> somebody get that 17-year-old kid over here quick. I need his protection. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I watched that video of that shooting in Kenosha way too many times because people are saying, look, guys... This guy has a gun, and this guy's throwing a Molotov cocktail. I'm like, you guys got good eyes. I'm gonna have to watch. This. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this a few times and see what's going on. Uh, the kid's name is Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I'll be honest. Like everybody's saying, this guy's a hero. He deserves a medal. He's gonna get off scot free. I bet that kid, wherever he's sitting in a jail cell someplace is thinking he made the worst decision of his life. If he if he had one wish that could come true, it would be that he wishes he had never gone mm. and gotten involved in that, you know, protest. You don't, don't think? I don't think so. I think he thinks oh, I did something good. No. This kid is just, this kid just just really Especially if they ruined tell him his life. Like, here's what they're saying. You shot these guys that were bad people. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're welcome." Yeah, but he he's not sitting there in jail thinking, boy, what a great decision that was because this is going to, even if he doesn't serve a, a lengthy prison sentence, this is still going to be just, I feel sorry for him. you know. I, and I want to say, where were the adults in that situation to say, look, you're 17. I know, where were his parents? His I think mom that drove his mom him. drove him there, yeah. Right. Would That's you let your 17-year-old she... have a gun and take him to a place where there's a volatile situation, basically put him in the middle of a war zone with protesters? I had a lot oh of people God. that were trying to argue with me online yesterday about that, and I kept saying, I'm like, look, the entire situation is really screwed up, but the I feel like the mom is the worst person in this entire situation. Because you... I, she readily, drops him off there with the gun, like, bye, honey, make I think she decisions. bought the gun for him, too. Call me when oh you're done. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like, for I'll me, I'm like... I'll pick you up. Listen, I'll bring apple slices for you and your friends. <gasps> yeah, that child is still your son. Like, Good that's job the, parenting, Karen. Yeah, that's why I'm like, out of everyone in the whole situation, everybody yeah, that was l- there, let's it's hear the from mom the, that's Let's hear from that mom who drove him all the way from, from Illinois so that he could go and, and LARP. Uh... 
in a situation where, look, stuff like that, something like that is bound to happen, and even if even if they decide like legally this kid did nothing wrong, and he doesn't serve a, a huge amount of time in in prison. It, it's still just going to follow him around. It's just really messed up his life. I mean, he he might be at, if if the election goes this way, he might get a special invitation to Trump's inaugural. Yeah, like you know? that kid from that Catholic school who oh, got the, to speak at the RNC. Yeah, or the the couple with their guns outside oh, pointing yeah. it at the, at the Black Lives Matter protesters. Okay, so did you say what we're going to talk about in news? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we don't have a late night roundup. Why don't we have a late night roundup? Everybody's gone. I'm, I'm assuming so. I looked and there was no audio. Oh, okay. So. Well, in that case, we're going to do a pun theater. But Brandon, guess what? Hmm. You get to do the pun theater today. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You did a pun theater yesterday. You didn't even realize it at the time. I kind of did. You were telling I me guess. about William Shatner and a story yeah. about William Shatner. William Shatner was supposed to be in Texas for the El Paso Comic Con, mm-hmm. and it got it got coveted. So, what what was it <laughs> you were telling me, Brandon? He was looking to expand his brand a little bit more. He wants more products out there. He's William Shatner, going, we're talking about. Yeah, he's kind of going that kiss route where he was looking to slap his name on a bunch yeah. of different products, and he had Sh- Shatner this, Shatner that, and he had a uh, women's. Uh, lingerie line that just it didn't sell well it wasn't doing good why didn't it sell so well because nobody wants to buy Shatner panties <laughs> <laughs> see it's fun right <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast is it true that Melania Trump launched something called Operation Block Ivanka <laughs> Well, there is a new book out from one of Melania's close advisors. It's a woman named Stephanie Winston Wolkoff. This isn't quite a conspiracy, but if it's if it's true, it's amusing. Uh, new York Magazine has an excerpt about how Melania refers to Ivanka as princess and how Princess wanted to be in the photo when Trump was sworn in at his inauguration four years ago. You know, that photo where whoever's being sworn in has their hand, you got the guy in the middle, Mm -hmm. you also usually have the spouse up there as well. Well, uh, this book says that Ivanka wanted to be in the picture. Uh, Melania started Operation Block Ivanka. Whoa. In the book, uh, Wolkoff says, quote, To plan this, I needed to know exactly where the family would be seated and the camera angles. One of the organizers sent me notes from the walkthrough. He'd been prohibited from taking pictures, so he'd drawn a sketch to give me a decent overview of the Trump section and where the chairs would be positioned in a semicircle. I'm picturing this drawn on a cocktail napkin, but... uh, We knew where the cameras would be located because the platforms were already in place. Using his sketch, we were able to figure out whose face would be visible when Don and Melania sat in their seats and then when the family stood with Chief Justice John Roberts for Donald to take the oath. If Ivanka was not on the aisle, her face would be hidden. For the standing part, we put Barron between Donald and Melania and made sure that Don Jr. 
stood next to Melania, not Ivanka. There's some video of the two of them at the uh, RNC this uh, yesterday, and they're like, look at Melania's frosty glare towards Ivanka when she finished her speech. That's how she always looks. That's I just, know, I was like, I that's the that, Botox. I, I think it is an effect of some of the plastic surgery. <laughs> like, Which, to be fair, Joe Biden do, looks like he's had some more than just Botox done. So The eyes, the eyes look a little done. Yeah. You should it's, have an expert in one day to talk about it and be like, all the plastic surgery in politicians. <laughs> be a great segment. Well, it gets to a, the, some people get to the point where the, a little bit of plastic surgery you could pull off, but you get to the point where you start looking like an anime character. Or a cat. Yeah. Uh, it is hard to say how successful the secret mission was. There were cameras everywhere from all angles. So Ivanka can be seen in a lot of photos, but just the idea that they were trying to plan this out so that Ivanka would be in as few of the swearing-in photos as possible. It seems like a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And the woman who wrote this book uh, admits that. She says, we were all exhausted and stressed out. Yes, Operation Block Ivanka was petty. Melania was in on this mission. But in our minds, Ivanka shouldn't have made herself the center of attention in her father's inauguration. So that book is Melania and Me, and uh, coming out soon if it's not out already. But both the Democrat and Republican national conventions are over. And in a surprise, the candidates are Joe Biden and, get a load of this, Donald Trump for the Republicans. (laughs) And now... With the conventions over, we get into the real meat of election season. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Uh, oh, we got a call. Oh. And it is Wayne from Abilene. Hi, Wayne. Hey, good morning. Morning, Wayne. Good to hear from you. Didn't make your list of favorite callers the other day. Kind of hurt. Oh. Let, let, let me tell you, Wayne, and I know this may not make you feel any better, but I was just kind of off the top of my head thinking of memorable callers. I it very easily could have come up with your name. I don't know why. I sincerely it, apologize. I, I will get over it. I yeah. think I will. All right. Well, what okay, else is going so, on, Wayne? So here we go. You know, I can't take my phone to work, so I got to wait and wait and wait and wait. So... You ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. So the other day you're talking about the ice cream truck song is racist. That that blew me away. I I had never heard that before, but I okay, guess. Okay. But and you were talking about different uh, uh, replacement songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So got got a couple of submissions here. Uh, one from Eddie and Alex and Michael and Dave will be the ice cream man. I'm the ice cream stuff. man. Stop yeah. me when I'm passing by. Yeah. Of course. The other suggestion comes from Stephen Wright. He says the ice cream truck on his block plays Helter Skelter. So, <laughs> okay, you're talking about the Muppets versus um, uh, Sesame Street? Well, it's Mr. Rogers all day long. I'm sorry. Hands right. down. Uh, the quotes, you were talking about your favorite quotes from a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is, you're killing me, Smalls. I still use that. Oh. It's been 25 years since the Sandlot came out or longer. But you can uh, you can uh, use it in any any frustrating situation. You just you're oh, killing yeah. these balls. And, and everybody knows what you're talking about because it's such a great movie. Do you ever do this one from the same movie forever? 
I did that in church the other day. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't repent, you will go to hell forever. Well, it wasn't quite in that context, but I did use it. <laughs> All right. So, any, anything else, Wayne? Oh, you have no idea. All so, right. Talking about Wilford Brimley mm-hmm. uh, the other day, uh, his movie, he was in a movie called My Fellow Americans with Jack Lemon and and uh, uh, James Garner. You ought to check that out if you haven't seen it. It's really good. Uh, best opening riffs. There's so many from the 70s. Led Zeppelin, Grand Funk, Queen, Deep Purple. But the best one, I guess, one of the memorable ones is Do Hot by Ramstein. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'll try to wrap it up real quick. Uh, Brandon, you were in country music for a while, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're talking about uh, the Florida man on the lawnmower. Well, how could you forget when Tammy Wynette threw all of George Jones' keys away and he drove his lawnmower eight miles in Beaumont for an hour and a half to get some more booze? Yeah. I think it was when when they were a couple and, and he wouldn't quit drinking, so she threw his keys away, but she didn't throw away the lawnmower key. Right, went out there and saw it and took off. Okay, yeah. you know about the best Joker, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill, of course, Jack Nicholson, but you've got Cesar Romero from the TV show. Wow, this is going back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Refused to cut his mustache, so they put makeup on his mustache. Yeah. You can see that in the TV show. I love it. Okay, just a couple more things. You're talking about cheap or thrifty. Yeah, that was yesterday, so that's a good one. When I was younger, much younger... I took a lady friend out to a local restaurant and wanted to leave a big tip, but didn't have any money. You know, you're young, you're broke. Yeah. So I went around to all the tables around me, took all the tip money, and put it on my table. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, probably pretty wrong, but I did it. Okay? You did it without you. You did it without her knowing you did that, though, right, Wayne? She watched me do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's it's, a keeper. Okay, to... so, so last one. Okay, you're talking about funniest movies. My four funniest movies, Blazing Saddles, yes. Airplane, uh, Young Frankenstein, and coming at number four would be This Is Final Tap. I think it's so Mel Brooks. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah, but, but it's not fair to put This Is Final Tap at number four because, as every true fan knows, it belongs at number 11. All right. All right. <laughs> we, 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 what we'll do is a regular thing. When you do get a chance to call us, Wayne, we'll set it aside. We'll plan on it. We'll make a big whoop to do out of it. I and love we'll call it. it Wayne Fangs. I love it. <laughs> okay. Party on. All right. We'll see you. Party on, Wayne. All right. Pretty good. Uh, there's a story here about a, a guy. Have you ever seen the results of when a when a car hits a deer or a deer hits a car? No, mm-hmm. but I've heard when Fernie sees a deer hit a car <laughs> and the head, head pops right off. off. Yes. Weren't you on that trip? I was sleeping. Yeah, we were going through. And John- all I hear is, ah! and I'm like, oh my, what <laughs> yeah. is going? We, I like woke we, up. I'm like, what? We were what? driving through like Johnson City on our way uh-huh. to Austin. <laughs> and we're we're in the you know it's a town it's not a city okay. but it's a fairly you know good sized town I, I guess we pulled in either to get gas or to go in the Walmart we're driving out of Johnson City and all of a sudden Fernie goes oh a deer because mm-hmm. he's so city he had never seen like a deer <laughs> I mean between here and Austin you can see two hundred deer carcasses on I just, the side of the oh highway. God. Have you ever seen that? No. I so think he goes, you I, said it first. You were like, look a deer and he goes, Oh, oh. Ah! 
Because right then, a truck hit the deer. And I swear to God, with my own eyes, the deer's head oh, no. flies off the body. Like it was only taped on or something. It, the truck hits it, and the deer's head flies off. I was so thankful and, I didn't see that. And Fernie is so emotional. He's just shaking. <laughs> by what, so the first time oh, he sees a, a beautiful deer... In well, kind of nature, it was in Johnson City, but he's like, "Oh, a deer!" Ah! <laughs> oh <my laughs> truck knocked the deer's head off. Oh my god! Uh, a few years ago, my mom and dad, a deer hit their car while they were driving, and it totaled the car. So it was, uh, they're going down a road, and uh-huh. the deer ran across the road, hit the passenger side, so kind of t-boned them, mm-hmm. and it. It did so much damage that that it was a total loss uh, to the car. Imagine getting hit by a bison. Oh. Because that's what happened to a couple motorists. Uh, Not around here or anything, but can you imagine if if a deer could do that much damage? How much damage a freaking bison would do? So we've got a few... uh, Stories people calling in telling us about the weirdest thing they ever hit with their car or the weirdest thing that ever hit them Ooh. while they were in their car. So you want to you want to hear a few of these? Yeah. All right. Also, be thinking if you got a story. What's the have you ever hit or been hit by something unusual? Did, this guy has bad luck. Did he say that the his friend wanted to pet the buffalo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd try, but probably not the best idea. You ever seen one up close? No, actually, They're after huge. that, after that Iowa incident where the chick tried to take a picture and the she got rammed by one, I don't think I would. Were you here for that? No, that was the week I was gone, but it, oh, it, it yeah. was on, it was on the news. It was in Iowa. So I was aware of it, but what what ended up happening? Did it just like knock her down or no? Pull it her ripped, pants, her pants ripped her off. pants off. That's what. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was uh, she, I believe they said they were on their way to or leaving Sturgis. And it was a group of motorcyclists, and someone recorded it, and they had audio of them saying, um, "Oh, sh- oh, her pants are gone. Her she, she has She's no pants pantsless. on." Here's the toll-free studio line. If you got a story about uh, something unusual that you hit with your car, or something unusual that hit you while you were in your car, uh, give us a call. Yeah, Jacob. Peacock. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> oh, no. I ride my bike, and there's a, a place that have peacocks, and I don't know what the deal is, if the peacocks can just get out or if they don't bother. The peacocks have free run of that road. Yeah. Like they're, they're all, it's a... a in, Most peacocks like I've seen, they do. They let them just wander. They, right. Yeah. I wonder if they... You know, if those were your chickens, you'd probably try and get them out of the road, but, but these were peacocks. That's like in uh, the Sonora Caverns over in, on, when you're on your way to Austin. They have peacocks there, too, and they just let them roam. Must be a peacock thing. This is a good time to bring up that time that girl ran over some pigeons and she was crying. And it popped. <laughs> and it popped. <gasps> that reminds me of Joanna the bird died the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, I was pretty upset about that. All right, here's the weirdest thing that ever hit my car. Mm-hmm. So... I'm driving back from college, and I decided to go the old lake road because it's more scenic, right? But it's very curvy. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but when there's about to be a rainstorm or a thunderstorm, turtles will cross the road 
Like that. That my dad always said that's uh-huh. a sign there's about to be a rainstorm. I don't know oh, if it applies that. everywhere, but it's like tortoises uh, are crossing the road. So I'm driving, and I'm seeing the turtle. You know, I see a few of them. Well, I come around a corner, and a car coming the other way, their tire barely clips a turtle, <gasps> and it clips it in such a way that the turtle shoots up into the air toward me and it hits the top of my windshield and cracks the top of the windshield and I look back and all I see is this turtle off into the woods behind me did you Uh, go check on it? uh no no I figure he had a shell I, I don't know if the turtle survived or not uh, let's talk to Marlon. Hi, Marlon. Hey, what's up, bud? Hi. Doing good. We're talking about the weirdest thing you either hit with your car or the weirdest thing that hit your car. So, a uh, cousin went to Africa on a vacation, you know, do kind of a safari deal. And they was in this, uh, one of the, I guess, the safari jeep that they have. They're driving around and, you know, a bunch of giraffes and all kinds of crazy animals. So they see this giraffe, they stop, they're going to feed it you know, give it apples or whatever. And the giraffe puts its head in the car, and I guess it got spooked. And as it got spooked, it picked its head up and ripped the side of the roof off. Oh, my. So the whole side of the roof is off his car. My cousin's freaking out. She's wait, wait, it's, his, it's the cousin's car or, like, a car they were using in Africa? No, it was a, it was a car they were using. Yeah. They were there on some they got some trip and cool. you know, went out there, hung out. But the car, my cousin's freaking out, losing her mind. You know, her husband's back there just laughing, just dying of what, laughter. What spooked the giraffe? Did they say? I, I, I didn't. I don't know. They were. They, I got the story from them and saw some pictures and stuff, but I don't know what spooked it. But I guess it got spooked and it picked its head up. <laughs> I and... guess. I guess it wasn't her car. Is the only, <laughs> <laughs> is the only bright side. They didn't hold her yeah. responsible for the damages, did they? Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, they they ended up spending the rest of the time out there, and they came back and they had a couple good stories to tell. Right. So. Cool. All right. Thanks. For, thanks for the call, Marlon. All right. No problem. All right. We'll see you. I got a calls coming in. You want to? You want to take a few calls? Yeah. All right. I think. Have you ever been to one of those wild safaris in the United States where they got like some zebras, and different wild animals running around? They used to be more common. I think now they'd be kind of like in the category of like a, you know, the reason people didn't like Joe Exotics. Yeah. I bet they had the same thing, but. I bet those giraffes, after so many cars come through, they're not afraid as afraid of humans. They'll just stick their head in there because like, what's up? What you got? Treat right. Here's my big black tongue. <laughs> Do they have black tongues? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've never fed the giraffes at the zoo? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't notice the color of their tongues. <laughs> it's, from Are you sh- sh- it's from an old salute your shorts episode, man. They're mm. calling in for a radio contest, and what color is a giraffe's tongue? Uh, Scott, oh, hello. Oh my God, that's right. Hi. Hey, Scott. Uh, either something you hit. Or something that hit your car? I hit myself yesterday in the face of a piece of wood All right, when I was uh, offloading stuff at the dump. Um, I went to throw it off the back of my truck, and the nail, I guess, caught my glove, and I smacked myself square in the forehead with it. <laughs> Good thing um, there wasn't a nail in the other end of the wood, I guess. Oh, man, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think about that until I was driving home. I was like, man, what if there was a nail sticking out? Oh, that would have that hurt. Um, yeah, it knocked me right on my butt. Everyone was laughing at me. It wasn't fun. <laughs> How many people were there with you? Uh, there were about seven or eight people. Wait, with there, you or uh, just they were also dumping? They were at the dump. Oh, you didn't know. The okay. 
and uh, oh man, it, it sucked. Which is a good crowd, man. Which dump did you go to? I'm the one in Las Cruces. It's this like big community dump. Let, uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do, uh, like it's a community dump, like it's designated as a dump. Do they have somebody working the the gate to let you in, or is it just like everybody dumps their stuff there? Everyone dumps their stuff. It's like a, um, it's kind of an organized thing. You get in line, you pay first, and then I. Oh, it, oh, so you do pay to go out. to go dump? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's a city dump. They do like they a- make you? Because they started doing this here uh, about ten years ago. You've got to have a tarp, no matter what it is that you're taking out to the dump. Do they have that rule? No, they don't. They they really don't care if you have a. <laughs> pickup truck they just charge you by the load but if you have a flatbed they charge you by the weight yeah okay all yeah. right thanks scott appreciate the call hey you guys have a good day thank you so much i make i make way fewer trips to the dump ever since they came up with that tar- so i can understand like if you got the back is full of like trash that'll fly around or leaves they don't want you driving there and leaving debris behind but even if it's like junk that isn't gonna fly out it's like non-negotiable. You've got to have a tarp over it, which is just, man, it's just an extra step. Well, Chopper's back with us today. Hi, Chopper. How you doing, Buzz? Doing good. Uh, did you ever get hit something weird with your car or vice versa? Well, uh, first I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, peacocks can fly. Really? Because um, I always see I, them just walking around. You know, peacock. You're not worth them seeing flying. <laughs> because they, they can they, doesn't mean they have to. Yeah, they're sure. like, you're not worth the effort. No, no, no. I take, I, take, yeah. I take Chopper's word for it, sure. It was, I was hanging out at my buddy's house, and I heard this weird noise that I was pretty sure was the peacock, because I've seen them before. And I was like, but where is it coming from? And I looked up, and above me in a tree, like 20 feet up, is a peacock in a tree that's, like, so small that he's, like, you know, uh, what Coloradoing is, where you climb a skinny tree and it bends in half and you go back to the ground so it can't hold you. Wait, you what? Know, like the, that's the, called what? Coloradoing. If you Colorado a tree, it means you climb up, like, a twig of a tree and it either bends over and brings you back to the ground or it snaps and you fall and break it. So how it's big like was a, the peacock? Uh, I, I mean, it had to have been a good 20, 20 pounds-ish, maybe. I mean, it's a bird, so they don't get that heavy. I mean, like the California condor is the largest bird. I think it's only 40 pounds. Yeah. So, so this mean, could have been they, 20. They, yeah. So, I mean, it was they're, they look bigger because the feathers and stuff, but they, they can fly to a point. They're like chickens where they can't necessarily soar forever, but they can make some distance, and they can obviously get up in some trees. Okay. So I bet fencing them in would be very, very difficult, if not impossible. Yeah, people fence in chickens, though. They do, um, but that can be difficult, too. Some chickens are more ornery than others, and they'll do anything they can to get free. Do you know, um, what, a, do you know what a female peacock is called? <laughs> what? Not just a hen? It's a peahen. Oh. Yeah, yeah no, a peahen, right. I was expecting right. a dirty joke. Well, and then one, other, <laughs> I have one other thing real quick yeah. about bison. Yeah. Uh, you know how you were talking about how there are uh, wildlife reserves around this state. Well, in uh, Washington, there's one called Northwest Trek, and they put you on a train, and you go around, and you get to see rams and buffalo. Well, one of the buffalo came up to the train we were in, and there's like 30 people in this car, this train, and the buffalo was scratching himself on it, and he almost derailed the train. Like, he was rocking us so much, we almost came off of the train track. Oh, my gosh. And that was just was, that was just one bison, right? Yeah, and he was just scratching his back on us like we were a tree. Where he's like, "Oh, that's just perfect," you know. And we're just all like, I reached out and pet it because we were just above him. Uh, that you know, sounds but, like an animal that knows he's on the endangered list. 
to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chopper. Like, appreciate the call. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. If I were to uh, say the name Max Brooks, do you, do you immediately know who Max Brooks is? Anybody? Albert mm. Brooks' son? No. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. And he's an author, and he wrote uh, World War Z, that the movie was based on. The movie was mm-hmm. was nothing. The book was great, and the movie was nothing like it. And uh, Max Brooks wrote the... Zombie Survival Guide. That's right, Zombie Survival Guide. And a few months ago, he he was posting videos of his dad and Carl Reiner, you know, uh, what they're doing and reminding people, hey, save this generation of comedians by practicing social distancing. So (sighs) I've already started to talk about it. I'm a little embarrassed. So I, I really enjoyed World War Z. And again, you can't judge the the book by the movie because the movie was just ridiculous. Uh, but World War Z was really good. So I was on vacation. I decided to get some light reading material. I picked out Max Brooks' new book. Mm-hmm. It's not about zombies. Do you want to know what it's about? No. What, what is it about? Sasquatches. Nice. So it's sweet. It's it's called De Evolution, and it's like the true history of the Mount Rainier. Sasquatch massacre. Nice. And and it's it's literally about this, uh, like uh, sustainable community of real hippies and intellectuals that have that are on Mount Rainier and Mount Rainier uh, goes active and explodes and it drives these these Sasquatches out of there. <laughs> and I I guess I really can't tell anything more than that. But what's it called? De, devolution or de-evolution, one or the other. Just he hasn't written that many devolution. books. Yeah, devolution. Oh, I don't know if it's going to do for Sasquatches what World War Z did for zombies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've always got Harry and the Hendersons, man. Well, speaking of our topic in Oregon, you. Nobody that you knew ever hit a Sasquatch with their car. That's, what I, <laughs> that's how Harry and the Andersons got started, right? Yeah, I mean, and every time we would go camping, I'd always kind of hope for that, too. That you, you'd either yeah, see one be, or... Yeah, we would be the ones that would hit Sasquatch. Did you ever believe in Sasquatch, or did you kind of always know it was probably not really I think I always there? knew, but... It's fun. Deep to... down, I'm also like, God, oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah, you know? wouldn't it? <laughs> he can come live with us. Also, if you're Sasquatch and wear a mask. Why? So you don't give Sasquatch the... Yep. We don't know how Sasquatch is going to deal with coronavirus. But yeah, with anything. I mean, if they've been so isolated and nobody's been up close to them, I mean, They're the smallpox could get them, right? Yeah. yeah. The common cold could You got to make sure you Squatch safe, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't... There's a, there's a hawk that nests on the in a tree right by the tee box of the numbered on the number nine hole at El Paso Country Club. And <laughs> I guess it had the babies in there nine. and it was real territorial because when you got up on that tee box, you always looked around to see where that hawk was. <laughs> and all right, so so you know our boss and what his hair looks like. <laughs> yeah. There's something about our boss's hair that would drive this hawk into a <gasps> frenzy. I mean, it would get so close. You could, he- you could feel the... <laughs> 
You know, you could feel that <laughs> wing when it came down, but I don't know if he thought it was another bird's nest because of how Brad's hair looked, but this hawk just had it in for Brad and would come within, I'm telling you, within an inch or so of hitting him. So we'd, we'd get up there, we all right, quick, hit the ball. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Brad's not going to survive this. That man's moving that fake nest in here again. <laughs> I don't know. Here comes that fake nest again. <laughs> I, I, I only speculate that it was the the hair, but whatever. It was, there was something about Brad that drove that stupid mother hawk just insane. She's all resting my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard about all the critics of? Vladimir Putin that have mysteriously either been poisoned or fell out of windows. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, well, the the most recent one uh, is the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who is in a coma because he got poisoned. But we have an official statement out of Moscow. Uh, Russia says that they've investigated and there's uh-huh. no sign of foul play. Yeah. <laughs> This is normal. What are you talking about? People always accidentally fall. German doctors treating him believe that his symptoms match up with being poisoning and that this was done in a criminal act, but Russia did their own investigation and found no indication of a crime having taken place. But I think the thing with people going out of windows, there have been like two or three doctors who have not lined up with the Putin position on coronavirus and somehow they ended up either jumping or falling out of windows. I mean... It's merely coincidence. It's coincidence. Let's go ahead and do our good news, bad news of the week. Let's get to that. It's time on the show where we look at both the positive side and negative side of all of our stories that we're looking into. Kind of a deep dive and uh, looking for the dark cloud, but also the silver lining in all of our stories. Here we go. Uh... This is a show that I enjoyed. Comedy Central has canceled Drunk History after six seasons. Mm. That was a really good show. Yeah. The good news, though, if you still want to watch people slurring their words on TV, we got those presidential debates coming up. (laughs) Nice. Except Drunk History is more factual. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They at least try and adhere to some of the facts, right? (laughs) Good news. The FDA has given approval for the first clear face mask. Interesting. Okay. Uh, uh, That'll give everybody a nice chin, a nice view of all the chins you've added since March. Uh. (laughs) Evangelist and uh, uh, president of the ultra-conservative Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr., was uninvited to be a speaker at the RNC. After it came out that he and his wife were involved in a three-way relationship with a pool boy. Uh, The good news, Jerry Falwell Jr. was allowed to watch the action from a corner of the room, which it turns out he actually prefers. Uh, (laughs) Same amount of sweaty people, too. (laughs) And good news, we talked about, Joanna had this yesterday in Entertainment News, Tom Cruise filmed himself going to the movies uh-huh. and it was supposed to mark a triumphant return and you know Tom Cruise's most death defying stunt ever he went <laughs> right. to a movie 
The bad news, though, is that the movie was ruined for Cruz when a five foot eight inch guy sat in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's our good news, bad news of the It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Nico Ajimian has also joined us. And Nico is a stand up comedian. You can find him on all social media at. So, at Nico adjective. Did you think like the average American would have an easier time spelling adjective than a Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think it's kind of a tie. Yeah. It, I, I didn't I didn't really realize that till after yeah. I came up with it. And Nico mm. tweets at Nico's fake news. That one's easier to say, I think. Good morning, Buzz. Uh good morning. Nico got up today because I, I told him that if it got to be 7 o'clock and he wasn't here, I was going to take an hour out of the show to go back and throw a cold bucket of cold ice water on his face. Yeah, he, he specifically pointed out, like, I'm just going to leave the show. Yeah, I'm not, I'll I'm tell him, leave. you know what, I got something to take. I got some personal. I got a personal matter to attend to, and I was just going to leave and go and throw a bucket of ice water. Not even. You could literally just say, hey, the dogs got out, and we'd be like, oh, sure. okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah, that happens <laughs> enough. Um, before we Why get do to you the, want him here, by the way? Who, Nico? Yeah. Why are you forcing him? He's sleeping. I don't know. He's got to do something. I mean, he's sleeping. He did, he's he did take himself. the he did take the trash out yesterday, but so he earned it. You can sleep in. What, wait, are you just you're just trying to give me something to do in the mornings? Yeah, what? That's right. Okay, you can come here and support me and back me up a little bit. <laughs> he's like, look, it's lonely here. Yeah, like, I'm outnumbered. Uh, when you're not here. Uh, he needs the bigger same. laugh track. He doesn't think Joanna's pulling her weight anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> I need someone to talk to. Uh, that same emotional support you give him at home, you need to bring it here. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one? This, be, was, this was you, Joanna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. It's like you're making a Cardi B sound. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Instead of like a Cardi B track, we'll have like just Joanna weird sounds. Like, mm. <laughs> 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 I love it. I'll allow it. Hey, here are a couple of things that are new on television for you today. There, uh, Netflix now has Cobra Kai. Did you watch any Cobra Kai on YouTube? Oh, yeah. The first episode was was really good. Yeah, uh, with Zapka and uh, Ralph Macchio. Is it Z- Billy Zapka? Billy Zapka. William Zapka. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and it, sh- it shows like what happened when they grew up. And this one, it, it lo- and I didn't watch the whole thing because I would have had to pay for YouTube, and I was just not going to do that. But mm-hmm. it looks like Daniel LaRusso is kind of the bully. LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso is kind of the bully, and Johnny is kind of the underdog mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, so that's available now on Netflix. And on Hulu, there's a movie out called The Binge, which is almost a parody of The Purge. So instead of one day of the year or one night of the year when all crime is legal, it's the one night of the year where drugs and alcohol are legal. And the rest of the year, they're totally unlegal. Unlegal? Illegal, I Illegal is the yeah. word they use. I and told them it's a waste because they'd be everyone's one-hitter quitters then. Yeah, if you're not drinking and uh, doing drugs all year long, you're going to have really low tolerance. It's going to take you no time at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to have to binge anything. I mean, it's smart for the government. They're like, oh, let's just get it done. They're only going to use probably a tenth of what they would have used. Mm-hmm. Easier that way. Well, you know, prohibition has never worked. So the premise of this is that it would work if you just let people have one night of the year yeah. and let their hair down. Mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
As in, am I ready for the story or am I ready for the actual pumpkin spice? Because no, I'm not ready for it because we still have triple digit weather. Was that on air? I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I, I don't know. I messaged Brandon something off air, so I don't know who he's talking to. I assume me. Brandon. Oh. You were just talking. Yeah, off air. Oh, it oh. Like <laughs> that's why I was like, "What are we no, talking it's legit, about?" It's legit, it's legit I was like, like, "On air." I heard you right in my headphones. Live radio, everybody. No, I was like, "Are you ready to tell us your yeah, yeah. Your, your pumpkin spice news?" Yeah. All right. Well, because I heard you say, "Are you ready for pumpkin spice?" And I was like, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "Are we talking about the story or the the actual pumpkin spice?" Because no, it's still triple digit weather out there. Right. Okay. Well, if you don't want to talk pumpkin spice, believe me, you can get it iced, Brandon. The audience is really split on this thing about this 17 year old shooter. We can Buzz go. Can go we back can go back to, this. to that. No, yeah, pumpkin but, spice. Yeah, pumpkin. Fun ha- and light. Something happy. I had yeah. one yesterday and it was delicious. All right, Brandon. I had the pumpkin sweet cream. <laughs> Cold brew from Starbucks, and it was delicious. Dunkin' Donuts uh, also I had, has theirs. I had ice cream that actually tastes like ice, but has salt and lime on it. So that was a new experience <laughs> for me yesterday. You've never had a mangonata. It's Buzz. Look at him. Oh. oh, that's what it was. The way he described yeah. it was way different. Last Did he night. tell you it was just salt? Yeah, it's just a bunch of salt and lime. No, juice I said and it was sriracha. A, it was like a snow sriracha? cone with salt and lime. How on have it. you never had one of those before? It's Buzz. Wow. Those I, are I, delicious. I'll never have one again. I think they're delicious. Okay. It's one of the best things on the planet, dude. Seriously. I specifically went and swine. chamoy and mangoes so I could make my own this weekend. Mm. Ooh. Chamoy. Have you ever done like one of the ciders or uh, and then you like do like a chamoy and tahine rim on it? Please tell me more about the rim. Yeah. Go to Cider Saturdays when you hit up the Tin Man. Oh, you went yesterday, huh, Brandon? No, I haven't been going recently, actually. I need to, though. Yeah, P- penny they, fill growlers, baby. They have the, they so have what, cider what Saturdays. They, what do they put on your rim? Tahine? I'm not even gonna play. This what game. are those? <laughs> What's that? You want her to get get her say? Uh, it's the guy that ruins conversations. You ruined it. You really did. We were talking about delicious. I don't know what tahine is. The salt thing that you kept saying was on your oh. ice cream yesterday. Oh, that's what you called the salt? It was tahini. It was tahini. Well, the, the funniest part salt. yesterday is What's Buzz that, goes, Mexican what is, salt? Yeah, yeah. Buzz, goes, Buzz goes, what is tahini? And Joanna goes, salt. <laughs> Mexican yeah. style. Uh, it, look, if you enjoy it, more for you. How about that? Yeah. Oh, that's like Martin House. They came out with a really good like key lime pie thing the other day. Well, step up with this uh, pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's that time of year now. Yeah. I know that to you. You want to know about it? Yeah. Yeah. I got to figure out if he's talking to me or if he's doing <laughs> the radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking around. Is he your turn? Well, because normally turn? when he's... So we have a talk back that goes just he's, into our headphones. And normally when he does that, he's kind of off mic. Yeah. A little bit. But this one, he was right here. And he's like, are you ready for pumpkin spice? <laughs> I can't wait to hear that in the podcast like, yeah. when I go edit it later. <laughs> And you don't hear Buzz. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. Buzz and his, Joanna, why do you have your tones on? Joanna, make sure your computer sounds are turned off now. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Ryan Rittenhouse <laughs> and the way that we've got no, people No, we're moving listen- on to Pumpkin Spice, oh, baby. are we? Okay. I'm you can head on over to sure. uh, buzzadamshow.com. It's five things that you may not know about Pumpkin Spice. The first one is it's been around a whole lot longer than you might think. Hmm, interesting. Like five years? It's been on a lot longer than that. Mm. Like 10 years. Longer than that. All right. How long? Well, 
If you want to go back to the origins of actual pumpkin spice, it can go all the way back to 1675. Ah, uh, yeah, basic witches. And there's a British recipe <laughs> that calls for pepper, cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon. Is that what pumpkin spice is? What sort is pumpkin spice? It's nutmeg spice? for sure. Yeah, yeah sort of. Uh, then the McCormick Spice Company, they're credited with giving pumpkin pie spice its name and then putting that spice on the shelves. And that happened in the 1950s. Where did the pumpkin part come from? Because I don't feel like it ever tastes like pumpkin. Well, the star- and this is very interesting you ask that, Nico, because Ooh. the very next fact leads right into that. The original Starbucks pumpkin spice latte did not contain any pumpkin. <gasps> Joanna, hit up that pumpkin spice behind you and see what the ingredients oh, yeah. are. Do any of them contain actual pumpkin? Well, Starbucks does now. But the original pumpkin spice flavoring, it was the spices used to make pumpkin pie. Minus yeah. the pumpkin. Oh. This is called pumpkin pie spice. Okay. And read and it's to got us. Organic ground cinnamon, organic ground ginger, organic mm. ground nutmeg, ground allspice, and ground cloves. Interesting. Why aren't the cloves organic? No, they're all organic. I just got tired of saying organic. <laughs> Wait, what's allspice? Yeah, what is all it? of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the all father from Preacher. It's like when you were a kid and you'd go up to a, like a serve yourself a drink fountain and you'd just put a splash of everything in it and make a, everything's we would suicide. Call those suicides. suicides. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's allspice is one of the most important spices in Jamaican cuisine. It's used in Jamaican jerk seasoning, pickling, sausage preparing, and curries. All right. Right near the beach. Interesting. What, Boy. what else about pumpkin spice? There's one day specifically where people order the most pumpkin spice lattes. October 31st. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to agree with that statement. Order the most. I don't know. First you don't even day have a of guess? fall. Not going to venture a guess? The first day of fall. Yeah, I'll go with that. Thanks. Sounds good. Nico's right. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving? Halloween. Oh, Oh, October 31st. Yes. Thanksgiving is October 31st. Allspice is pimento. What is pimento? The little red thing in a a green olive. Yeah. Uh, Don't they make pimento cheese, too? Mm -hmm. It's It's a dried, unripe berry of the pimenta tree, (laughs) native to Jamaica. It's a berry? It is a dried brown berry of the tropical pimenta something tree. So they cut them up and stuff them in the green olives, huh? Relative of a clove. All spice. All right. There are five states that love pumpkin spice the most. Do you think you can name those five? Maine, I'm gonna Massachusetts. Go with, like nope, the states nope. with the widest population. So I'm going to go Vermont, Connecticut. Nope, nope. Um, California. Oh, Joanna with a point. Yeah. yeah. Florida? No. Where are mm. the most basic bees at? <laughs> Thank you. Texas? No. I don't know. Oregon. Okay. Washington. Ah. Ohio. And if you think of the whitest state. Florida. No. Wyoming. Rhode Island. Minnesota. Montana. Vermont. North Dakota. Montauk. We're running out of place. Montana. South Dakota. No. <laughs> Utah. Um. Oh, Utah. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're not even supposed to drink caffeine in Utah, right? There's no caffeine. There's no caffeine in oh, pumpkin spice. What are people but drinking? But a pumpkin it? spice latte, oh, yeah. you think that that would be coming with it? Yeah, but, in a pumpkin spice latte. But those are the, those are the states where they love them the most. And then the last one here is um, there are some really strange pumpkin spice products. Like every year they come out with new ones. Uh huh. They've had pumpkin spice deodorant, Ew. pumpkin spice oh. dog shampoo, 
I love it. And pumpkin spice spam. Ew. The dog I've shampoo actually, them down. I think I've actually seen the pumpkin spice spam on the shelves. I, I'd almost buy that as a curiosity just to bring out every yeah, year. I like, would try that. Look at this. I got this back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're thinking, it's an antique. Maybe they're thinking nothing can make spam taste any worse, so might as well add some pumpkin <clears throat> spice. You don't like spam? I don't like spam. Nope. Not a spam family. I don't like spam! <laughs> Pumpkin pie spices. They will put uh, pumpkin spice in just about anything to see if they can get it to sell because it has such a, you know, such a base. Yamola. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. You know, there was a, a time when I naively thought that racism was really a problem of the past and that as a society we had kind of progressed beyond it. I mean, there were there were neo-Nazis and the Klan, but you never thought of them as mainstream. I mean, people who felt like that wouldn't just say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't experience racism on a daily basis. I You're don't. white yeah, and no. a man. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I, listen, I'm being, I'm being a little vulnerable here and telling <sighs> you that there was a period where I looked around and thought, okay, yeah, there's Klan people, but they're a joke. Mm-hmm. And there are people with white supremacist views, but they're, they're just the wackadoo fringe over the course of the past four years i don't know what has emboldened so many people but people will happily with their name on it get on and say the most racist stuff i hope somebody is cataloging it Mm -hmm. you know because i think a lot of these opinions are going to age about as well as people who have their pictures being taken yelling at little girls you know that are integrating schools back in the 1950s and 60s oh yeah you don't see those too often that's how great you know your thing is is going to look. It's. I, I think a lot of people have got the idea. Oh, it's okay to be racist now. My question would be: so, people who uh, say things like, um, uh, "Brianna wasn't innocent." This is Brianna Taylor, who police broke into the wrong apartment and shot her dead. And uh, she was an EMT too. Yeah. People who write, Brianna wasn't innocent. You're a bleeping fool. Hang around drug dealers, you might find trouble. Effing toolbox. You could find an actual member of the Ku Klux Klan today, and even they would say, all right, well, listen, I think white people are better, but that was messed up. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So my question, when somebody posts something like that, are they a troll are they a, a hardcore racist who knows they're a hardcore racist? Or do they honestly not see how racist that is, being. That, that is being? All of the above. All right. <laughs> Could see. It, is it possible for it to yeah. be all of, the, all, all of the above? Well, I think you're right. That situation where they busted it into the wrong apartment of a uh, you know, young EMT and her, her boyfriend and then killed, them, uh, killed her, you know. That, that's that's terrible all the way around. It, it turned not, out to be the wrong apartment, right? Yeah, yeah the wrong apartment. What? I, I'm just trying to grasp this. Are you a bona fide Nazi, or are you doing this not knowing, you know, what, what these opinions mean? I, I mean, you could go on Stormfront or one of these white supremacist websites... And Don't this is like, like Breitbart stays away from this because the cops were so obviously in the wrong in this in the Breonna Taylor case, right? 
Mm-hmm. So you wonder, well, how's, how's Breitbart going to handle this? Because they kind of catered to this racist audience. They just ignore They just bury the stories. You know, it's very hard to find those stories. But here's this guy. Uh, somebody wrote to me and had no problem saying, hey, it's a fact. Uh, black people cause more problems than other races. That is... That's the definition that of racism. More than blatant. Uh, Nico, your opinion. Troll? Knowing racist or unaware racist? Uh, I, I'm with Joanna, yeah. Uh, see all of the above, <laughs> I think. If it was just trolling, I would just ignore him. You know, or if, if I knew somebody was... Getting getting money from Russia to to stir stuff up, I, I wouldn't give them the time of day. But if it's somebody who actually feels this way and doesn't know that they're racist, I feel like okay, somebody should try and reach them. Mm-hmm. Somebody should try and explain to them because, as I said, there was a period for a you know a, a decade where I thought, yeah, racism was a problem, but it's not anymore. I just didn't know that there were so many people with these opinions until something, I, and I'm, I can't put my finger on it, but something like in 2015, 2016 really just opened the floodgates for him to come out and be out in the open about it. I mean, yeah, racism has gone in my mind from being something that I didn't think was a real problem to being right near the top of the list of challenges. It might be the number one problem in America right now is is racism. Uh, you, you also have a pretty privileged uh, viewpoint from things, so you didn't have to see racism that often in your life. Yeah, I'm not making excuses for myself. No, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting that, yeah, you're, you're saying that it's finally come to the surface for, for you. To, that, to, well, to people are saying I'm a sellout or that I'm only doing this because I want to appease the libs because this is a democratic town or whatever. It's none of that stuff. It's just new information becomes available. And you change your views accordingly. I, I think this is one of those situations where <clears throat> you're being educated. And this is a situation you weren't familiar with. You didn't see it necessarily growing up. And so now you're being educated on it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's really um, interesting. <laughs> right. To, 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 I, I, because I, I think about it in the same way. Like I grew up in a very... Um, a very big LGBTQ community. I mean, we have the Desert AIDS Project. We have the White Party. We have uh, all these gay... The White Party? That's the name of the biggest gay convention in the world, and it happens in Palm Springs. It's amazing. It's a different thing. Yeah, definitely a different White Party. I thought that was the alternate name for the Republican National Convention. (laughs) No, 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 no. So the White Party, it's this huge... gay man convention it's for all gays but it's mostly men because then they have the the dinosaur classic which is for the um the lesbians but um so but so i grew up very familiar understanding wait they have a golf tournament for for lesbians i thought that was all of them listen this is (laughs) grew up in a weird place uh but so let me compare i go ahead go ahead and tell me what your experience was and then i'll share with you what my experience was because they're very different yeah so i didn't like in the third grade i remember meeting my mom's friend ross and uh my mom introduced him to me and ross had aids 
Ross was gay. And I didn't, so I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. I'm like, oh, okay, well, Ross is, you know, my friend. He gave me a beautiful uh, teddy bear for my birthday. You know, I, I love Ross. He's the best. My mom's best friend was also gay. And so I grew up just knowing this uh, lifestyle and, you know, accepting it. And it wasn't until I got older and kind of met people not that didn't grow up around me that I realized being gay isn't okay to everyone. And it shocked me because I, I did not understand how you couldn't be okay. I'm like, well, what does it matter? Like, they're not hurting you. They're doing it in their own private home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. how does this affect you? And so I, I just, it baffled me growing up and realizing that there were areas where people aren't going to accept this. And it wasn't even so much accept it. Like, you know, and if, if you don't agree with it, whatever like they would just kind of go oh okay whatever and go well wait it wasn't a i'm going to actively argue and fight with you over something that honestly doesn't even concern me all right so here here was my experience with this issue that is homosexuality uh and this was in the 80s but my mine was probably not different from a lot of people who grew up in that era especially in a small town you know Mm -hmm. in oklahoma in oklahoma I, I didn't know a single person, adult or peer, who had a good thing to say about homosexuality. I heard that it was a sin from church. Uh, even teachers, you know, I never got a, a positive, mm-hmm. oh, it's a, it's a lifestyle choice. I mean, it was only one message. Bad, bad, it's bad, evil. bad. It's a sin. They need to stop being gay or else they're going to go to hell. It's their choice. And I don't know if anybody ever said, and we want you guys to go out and, and bully gay people, but they certainly didn't discourage it. I mean, there was all, all of this was just like horribly discriminatory. Also, the town I grew up in, I, I assumed there were no gays. You would not want to be gay in a town that small and that mm-hmm. conservative mm-hmm. and that religious. So I was like, I think the statistic they used to give back then was one in 10 people are gay. And there was no way that computed with me. Yeah, because I didn't know a single gay person. Of course, I knew gay people. Yeah, they, they just didn't want knew to say what it, would yeah. happen if they lived openly as they were. So you know, you contrast that. I almost had the exact opposite <laughs> experience yeah. growing up that you did. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's there, my sister when it was my senior year of high school. We went to one of the events for the white party, and they had the Miss Lesbian Palm Springs co- uh, competition, and my sister won it. And I'm like, you're not a lesbian. She's like, they just told me to enter. <laughs> like She was <laughs> like... Your sister won. Did she get some phone numbers? She got $250. Actually. <laughs> That's why she entered, because they needed people for it, and it was for, it was for they queer couldn't find TV. Enough le- they couldn't find enough lesbians? Well, the, the people who were doing the competition, it was for TV. It was for queer TV. And so they went up to her and asked her, and she said, like, oh, well, I'm actually not gay. And they're like, That's fine. We just need people to <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. My sister's like, down, I'm in. Let's go. All right. That sounds a little like cultural appropriation, but that's fine. It was a different time, right? <laughs> yeah. And they technically came to her and asked her to All right. Her. So so people are calling me all kinds of names, like a radical communist and a liberal and all this stuff. I've, I've said this before. I've, I've only ever been registered as a Republican. Yeah. I don't think my views have changed. What I think has changed is the Republican Party. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I think we should try and keep taxes as low as we can, especially for the middle class. I, I don't think you should punish somebody just for being successful. You know, if somebody makes a lot of money, I don't think that funds? automatically makes them 
a horrible person. The deficit, I think we need to run an austere, uh, you know, instead of running up and incurring these huge debts, why do we have to live on a personal budget, but the government doesn't? We need to get that spending under control. What about Social Security, then? How do you get it under control when you have uh, all these entitlements? We're going to end up upside down on Social Security. I've been hearing all my life since I was a kid that it's not going to be there for me when I retire. I'm getting older, and it looks like people like 10 or 15 years ahead of me, they're still getting it. So I still got my fingers crossed. But uh, the issue of abortion, I, I I just hate the idea that abortions take place. Now, where I differ is... I would entertain any suggestion to make them less common. Like the idea of a baby being aborted, if that means passing out condoms in a high school or if it means early sex education, I'm for that. It's like I am just so repulsed by the idea of abortion. Anything that somebody brings to the table, I would be open to hearing. What about guns? Uh, Yeah, I'm for the right to responsibly own and carry firearms. I don't think you need an arsenal. I mean, I think for personal protection, uh, I am a gun owner and I'm a... Sword owner. <laughs> Sword owner. I got spears. I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, hello, Joe. Yes. Hey, I'm Joe. Going. What's going on? Great, great. I just had a question. Um, I'm not too sure on that Brianna case, but if I believe... It was said somewhere along the line, it was a no-knock warrant. They busted in and I... or. I guess her boyfriend heard something, and I think he shot through the door. But I think that's part of the question, who shot first or what. And uh, Well, she didn't shoot. I mean, she was sleeping. No. She's the one who ended. The boyfriend didn't get shot. <laughs> she got shot. Right. And, and, and he had a and, license and, for and, a gun. And, and by the way, so we were just talking about, like, the Second Amendment. Yeah, I think you should be able to have a gun to protect yourself, also to protect your home. If people are going to break in in the middle of the night, I mean, up to that point, if... How is this guy not exercising his Second Amendment rights? How, he's not a psychic. He doesn't know who's on the other side of the door, right? Right. No, no, no. Definitely. No, I'm not arguing. The case. I was just wondering, like, to shed more light on it, was, was, is, is that the case that happened? Um, I'm not saying that's why the cops shot, so they're in the right. I don't think they're in the right because someone got fired. If you got fired, it's because something was done wrong. I, I, before know? today, before I read some of the comments we're getting, I could not have imagined anybody thinking Brianna Taylor out of all the different things that have gone on in the past few months that she was somehow in the wrong. No, uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think but anything said she was in the wrong. I that's think. why I brought that up just to say somebody who thinks that Brianna Taylor had it coming, which somebody expressed in the chat today, are you a troll? Are you a racist? Who are knows? It, or, or are you a racist and you honestly don't think you're a racist? Sounds like uh, a new game you just came up with. Yeah. Yeah. Troll, racist, or unknowing racist. Unwitting racist. All right. Thanks, Joe, for the call. Yeah, All right. it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, it's the weekend. I'm already starting to make my plans. Anybody got any plans for the weekend? I know we're limited in what we could do, but I've got plans. What are your plans? My play around at golf we got an early tea time and it's the first better time in out, like better watch out for that hawk on the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that hawk's still there go find out and let us know on monday <laughs> how many in the time that i've like almost 30 years that i've been playing golf in the desert mm-hmm. in el paso how many snakes do you think i've seen over the course of the years five mm-hmm. oh one God, how many have you seen how, do you think 
I don't know. Do you think it would be a lot? A lot. Maybe eight or ten? That's still too many. <laughs> right. You don't see a lot of jackrabbits. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a, there, at Painted Dunes, there's a coyote that has become so comfortable around humans because mm-hmm. people throw her like a little bit of their hot dog. She'll come and just lay down next to the, the practice green. She's like, sup? <laughs> and if you walk toward her, she'll let you get pretty close. But once you come within about six feet, well, she's probably show, social distancing. She'll get up and, and move away from you. Now she's but, coming over to ask if you wanted to take care of that bird on hole nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's different golf courses, but I should take oh. that coyote out to take care of that hawk. <laughs> uh, but I haven't played in like four weeks. You've been itch. Oh yeah, you you were gone. Gone and it seems like lately, if you don't get a tea time early in the week, because because of social distancing and stuff, they make everybody take their own carts so they don't have mm-hmm. enough carts and. Uh, you got to book it by like Tuesday at the latest. Let me try and guess everybody's plans because I feel like I know all of you right, well go, enough to say. Go for it. Buzz, you're going to go golfing. You're also going to go to Home Depot and buy a bunch of new plants that are probably going to die in two weeks. Um, Lisa's going to go out to brunch. Oh, yeah. Did you ever actually pot those? Some of them, yeah. Uh, some, <laughs> some died. So I'm not surprised. And by, and by pot them, he uh, smoked weed while watching <laughs> yeah, them. <laughs> He just left them in the pots. Yeah, I did. I did pot some of them. And I, I saw them sitting on the grass. I'm like, are those the plants? And Nico goes, yeah. yeah. I moved them to the grass because they were on the concrete, so they were all dying. And then while I was taking care of them, they 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 did pretty well. And now that Buzz is back there. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, Lisa's going to go to brunch with some of her friends. She'll probably buy some cake or cookie mix and try and do that at her home. I just made a pluot and blackberry cobbler, so I just finished doing that. Sweet. Uh, Brandon will be with his kid and wife, probably watching uh, Star Wars, some some type of <laughs> okay. Star Wars. Brandon, thing. is that what you had? Uh, no time set aside for. No. Okay. I mean, I will be with my family. Yes, yeah. like that's going to happen. Don't forget sure? church. Brandon goes to church every. Sunday. You go to church no. every Sunday? Not not since There's COVID, no man. Church, dude. Oh, yeah. oh, oh right. No, you can go. I believe that they have it at limited capacity. But no, we haven't gone since COVID hit. I imagine Brandon and Joanna do the same thing, which is. Take advantage of being at home as much as possible on the weekend. Hell yeah. Yep. Which I, that's what I was going to say about Joanna. She'll be at home. I'll be at home. <laughs> for sure. Grooming her cats. <laughs> Not personally. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. You get that weird thing. You remember the one that comb you, you put on your tongue? Life. You're going to lick your cats? You don't know my life. Oh my Maybe. God. If I got you one of those, th- the thing that Brandon just talked uh-huh. about, there's a, a thing you put on your tongue. I've seen it. It's an yeah. attachment, and you lick it. your cat with the tongue, and the cat in the ad looks like he's really happy. <laughs> if I bought that for you, would you do it and let us film you doing it? No, it looks like a lot of work. Yeah, right? It looks like, like your tongue. I have to be the one cleaning it like this. It looks like your tongue would get sore or a cramp. You could buy one and try it on your dogs. My this. tongue never gets sore. <laughs> and what? And they it is. That was gross. No. Gross. All right, Joanna, what Jesus, do we have? Let's go talk back to that 17-year-old kid who shot two people. Buzzy grossy. <laughs> Buzzy grossy. I was watching Never Been Kissed. Josie grossy. Josie grossy. Joanna, entertainment news. What do we have today? 
R. Kelly was attacked in his prison cell by a fellow inmate, but it's not because of what you would think, not because he's an alleged child molester. Right, short eyes. They don't do good inside. Like the yeah. other the other hard cons do not like the child Mm-mm. diddlers. Mm-hmm. They They're, don't. And there's no closets to hide So them. that's not okay. what it was... <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, it's R. Kelly. He pissed somebody off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly is at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago awaiting trial on child sex abuse. And apparently, he's got a lot of fans who like to stage protests outside of the facility. So whenever that happens, the place goes into lockdown, meaning the inmates lose all their privileges. Well, one guy decided that he had enough of all these lockdowns, and he walked into R. Kelly's cell and just started beating on him. (laughs) Kelly's attorney says that it was just a dust-up, and he wasn't hurt too badly. But they do have R. Kelly in solitary now for his own protection. Right? Like, if you got all your privileges lost just because R. Kelly's fans were outside... I thought you... nobody here did anything. <laughs> He's the private pile of that prison, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sneaking donuts in his footlocker. <laughs> well, here's somebody who won't pile on Ellen DeGeneres, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, I bet she would have given the opportunity. You know, <laughs> you know as I read that out loud... Man. You knew... Yeah. You knew where it was headed. Yep. This sounds sexual. During a recent podcast, she said that she has compassion for Ellen. Mm. She says that she has compassion even though she's heard the stories and she understands, but she does think that Ellen has some social awkwardness. That doesn't mean that Rosie wants to go on Ellen's show anytime soon because she says she's terrified that Ellen is going to try and scare her. You know how Ellen does those pranks where she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've heard that you're scared of clowns. And then Here's my good friend clown. Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the prank? This was kind of like a long prank she did where she had all of her uh, employees convinced they weren't allowed to look at her or talk to her anywhere around the uh, stage. Uh, that's called the long oh, con. That is hilarious. the long con. <laughs> and they had to wear uh, chew gum because she had sensitive smell. Oh, yes. And if you smelled not good. You have to good, go take a shower. You have to go home. <laughs> it's a weird prank right yeah. there. Resident Evil is a major Punk. international... <laughs> Resident Evil is a major international franchise that includes video games, comics, novels, six live-action movies, three animated movies, and merchandise. Now Netflix is trying to cash in on that, and they're developing a live-action TV show. The story will take place over two timelines. The first involves 14-year-old sisters who realize that their father may be concealing dark secrets that could destroy the world. And the second takes place over a decade in the future, where only 15 million humans remain, with over 6 billion animals and people being infected with the T-virus. They should start with 2020. I've yeah. never seen a Resident Evil. Does it turn you into a zombie? Or? Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, it's pretty kind much what it is. But Unless you, it turns you one of them big dog things. Ah, all right. After all the movies, video games, and, and comic books, I feel like I don't understand the story. Yeah, I got better. lost. Yeah. I got lost for sure. Mm-hmm. I think by the like, apocalypse. I stopped after the first two. Which one's the one where they're in Vegas and it's just sad? Oh, I think that's apocalypse. That's the last one I saw. Yeah, yeah that's the last four, one I you're saw. You're four behind, too. Joanna. First uh, one's a really good movie. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Don't watch it on shrooms, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's an interesting. Watch Doctor Strange instead. (laughs) (laughs) Why? So we can get great texts like Dormammu. Dormammu. Stop. I've come to bargain. (laughs) Nico, don't laugh. It encourages us. Don't encourage us. This is why we don't answer your text messages because of things like this. Well, first of all, you text like at night in the morning and Joanna is sleeping. 
And finally, if you were able to choose two actors to star in a remake of Face Off, who would you choose? Well, when you posed this question earlier and I didn't mm-hmm. know who you were saying, I was saying like Chris Evans and one of the other Chris's, but I feel like the actual story is just too perfect, so I'm going with that. Okay. What you've got in the story. How about Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. In a recent interview, Jackman said that he would be open to starring in a remake of Face Off with Reynolds after being asked by one of the hosts if he had heard that fans on Reddit were campaigning for them to appear together in a movie. However, continuing to play into their public feud, Jackman said that they would have to shoot it in such a way as to ensure that they never actually met. (laughs) Face Off would be an absolute home run for all parties involved. Not only would it probably be a financially successful film, but it would likely be a huge hit amongst fans as the reputation of Face Off has become borderline mythical in the past few decades. And there's just so many different reasons that it is such an insane movie, but... You've got Nicolas Cage right at the very beginning of crazy Nicolas Cage. You know, this was like, like a peak of what Nicolas really Cage was going to become. Yeah. And he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's Caster Troy. But then he turns into the good guy because of the face off. Oh, and the whole pr- premise is that there's a bomb that's going to go off. And the he- bomb! Yeah. Yeah. So they... Surgi- using 1997 technology, <laughs> they surgically remove Nicolas Cage's face and put it on John Travolta. Now, how did they, why did they put John Travolta's face on Nicolas Cage? He somehow because snuck out. Like, they, like somebody did it that wasn't supposed no, to No, but Buzz it. is asking why what? would they even... Because there was a bomb and they needed to oh, hide No, no, no. But why would they put his face on Nicolas Cage? Did he need a face, though? No, like, are it, they just going to leave him faceless? To yeah. have a face. I don't know. If you get the technology to do a face transplant, you probably have, like, a face incubator and you could do something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> first of all... Okay, but they've swapped faces. Then the bad guy, who's now got the good guy's face, gets out and goes to his house and is, like, creeping on his daughter. On the daughter, on the the wife. wife. And at no point did anybody say, hey, these... I, I've seen this body naked for like 20 years. Yeah, like you would figure like that, those aren't your nipples, Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or like no. you didn't have that tattoo on your it back. It wasn't yeah. body off. They're, 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 <laughs> yeah. The, body off. The, the whole thing is nuts. And it's just peak. That what you think would be the one thing she'd be able to tell was different, by the way. The nuts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys make me actually want to watch this movie. Oh, it's, oh my God, it's you crazy. Watch it. It's really good. It's great. It's yeah. one of those ones that's so bad it's good. It's one of those things where they also have like the, the bullet scene going all slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Everything about it is just peak 90s. Mm-hmm. I love it. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We have an expert on face-off in the uh, <laughs> Facebook chat, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who... Sweet. I've forgotten... Like most of the yeah. finer plot points, but I. So, what happened in the original one? They had to transplant the faces, but why did the bad guy get the good guy's face? I don't remember that part, <laughs> but Eduardo is saying that um, they did. It wasn't just their faces; they did do stuff to their to their bodies as well, so that they could be mimicked identically. He said they even erase a, a, a scar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but but your hands would be different. You're uh, you know you're telling me they were the exact same height. They they yeah. wore exactly the same clothes size. It's this is what I do when I watch anything Nico loves. I just pick it apart. Yeah, he really lo- it, it drives me crazy. Who hurt you, Buzz? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you did with Monster Squad when we were trying to watch that with your kids. Stop Damn, poking dude. holes in Monster Stop Squad. Stop poking holes in Monster Squad.
Squad. It drives me crazy. Like, you know, that was like five years ago, and my kids still want to watch Monster Squad around really? Yeah. Because that was like, <laughs> right, kind of a tradition. Movie. That was right when I was uh, when I was living with Buzz, and we were watching uh, like horror movies or Halloween movies and stuff like that. And Monster Squad came up. So it, we're sitting there watching it with his kids, and it's like every five minutes, Buzz is. Well, oh, this doesn't make any sense. And he's just, and he's Yo, just why would a werewolf? <laughs> and for like thirty minutes, we. Let I would. It go. I would turn off the movie. I'd be like, you know, this is even worth. Why, why would? Why wouldn't you assume that w- werewolves had nards? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, but then it got Wolf to, after. Got nards. After, after about after about thirty minutes, I finally just yell. I go, stop poking holes in Monster Squad. Well, the and, girls thought that was the most hilarious thing they'd ever seen. So they were saying, stop poking holes in Monster Squad. Yeah, that became a, catch, a catchphrase <laughs> for them at that point. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if he likes the, the content of the show. Like I tried showing him Star Trek's new one, Lower Decks, the cartoon. And he's a Star Trek fan. I thought he would appreciate it. Nope. He just kept, it's a cartoon. He doesn't like animation. He does not. He just kept I love dum- Rick and Morty. He dumped on it completely. And love Rick and Morty, love South Park, love uh, Simpsons. And I'm really developing... Uh, oh, don't forget the Goofy movie. No, the Goofy, goofy movie. Great. So stand up till you notice me. <laughs> one of the best soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks of the '90s, oh, honestly, was the Goofy movie. Mm-hmm. But bless the hearts on Sunday. You know, animation domination. Have you guys ever checked that one out? No, mm-hmm. I think it's on after Bob's Burgers. It's it's part of that block of animation I domination. But you know, your comments drive me crazy too because you say things like, "Well, they're just not acting like yeah, nobody, real people." Like, this nobody is a would act like that. <laughs> cartoons never act like real people. Says the guy whose motto is "Path of Least Resistance." Right. Stop resisting. I, I don't see what how that applies. Because you, yeah, I would imagine you're assuming that most people would act the way that you act. Everybody acts differently. You don't know how they would act. I've seen mm-hmm. some crazy people on this planet, man. Yeah, I, I just ask for internal consistency. So if you're going to be set in a world of gnomes and elves that use bow and arrows, don't suddenly introduce a giant robot. Just like <laughs> obey, obey by the rules of the of the fictional universe. You know, the one thing he hasn't made fun of me for is I started watching Blue Bloods and he hasn't said anything about that. Isn't that the old person show? Yeah. My mom loves that. I, you're not allowed to watch that show unless you're oh, 60. Oh, it's so good. It's got Donnie Wahlberg, which is like buying Mark Wahlberg off Wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Love it. Is that the one with Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck's mustache takes command of every scene. Does he have a mustache yeah, in it? I thought oh, I saw yeah, a totally promo does. shot that he doesn't have no, the mustache. He does. And I think that um, he's even selling hairs from it that you might be able to get cloned uh, on your own. Is it like a, a procedural where it's like every week a different yeah. crime? Or is it a continuing it's, it's like law a family and, saga? Yeah, it's Law and Order with like a little bit more drama. Yeah, is with it Law, law and order, order with Cops. Well, Law and Order is cops. Well, no, but I mean, like, the family, the whole family yeah, dynamic yeah, yeah. is they're all cops. Yes. But oh, I thought you meant, how about this? Is it Law and Order with This Is Us? Yes. Yes. That's a very good description. Actually, that's a great description. Because <laughs> wow. I found myself before going, like, this is so stupid, Mom. Why do you watch this? Let's watch Criminal Minds. At least let's learn about serial killers. And then I'll find myself invested in, like, three or four episodes. Uh, your mom's watching Tom Selleck, all right? That's the... His that, mustache. Yeah. Let's get it right. Mm-hmm. Sploosh. <laughs> it's a good. It, it, it is a good show. Yeah, it's good. I only it. found out that Sploosh is something from Archer uh, because I'm reading the new Max Brooks book. Is that where you is got that Archer thing from? Referenced in there. Yeah, they reference Archer oh. because 
One of the characters says sploosh. Yeah, Pam. Pam's the best character in Archer. She's good. I just thought it was kind of boring. (laughs) Like, I've tried to watch it on two or three different occasions, and I just, I don't know, it just seems kind of, yeah, it just seems kind of boring. Got to get into it, man. Uh, let's go ahead to our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. Time to find out uh, who's having birthdays today, what kind of events are coming up. Today is National Power Rangers Day. It's also National Weed Out Hate Day. Huh? What? What did you say? Weed Out. Oh, okay. Sorry. And today is Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day. This was the day when Asgard was destroyed by <laughs> Thor's sister Hell. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not true. The, that the... no, this is lost pets. So there's a, the Rainbow Bridge is this poem about pets and how they go to go to heaven over. It's yeah. for in memory of lost pets. Yeah. God, you want to see something that'll bring tears to your eyes? Watch that old Jimmy Stewart speech about his dog. Oh, yeah. That he, I think he did it on Johnny Carson. Oh. oh my God. Anybody Damn. got a Rainbow Bridge animal? Uh, uh, yeah, Heimdall's horse. <laughs> <laughs> did Heimdall even have a horse? No, no he didn't. He just, just I, I figured he had one kind of like Valkyrie's horse. I thought you'd at least pick like Hela's like wolf. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh Birthdays today. Tell me if you know this celebrity's name. Alana Thompson. Um, yeah, her name's Alana Thompson. Yeah, but who is she? Oh, Valkyrie. Uh, no. No. That's Tessa That's Thompson. That's Tessa. Tessa. Yeah. Oh, I was close. Uh, she's 15, and she is Honey Boo Boo. So, oh, Honey Boo Boo. Alana. Alana is 15 today. Do you, does she still look the same? I don't know. I bet she. I mean, I don't think she looks the same as she did when she was seven. I or bet whatever. she might. Actor Army Hammer, who played the Winklevoss twins, also known as the Winklevi, in mm. the Social Network, is thirty-four today. Jack Black. Everybody, Jack Black fans, right? Yeah. yeah. Who is it? Everybody appreciates Jack Black. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it got to be there for a while. It was kind of the same thing over and over. Again. A little bit. He was kind of in a. Like, you know, he had on, a man. niche. Uh, Jack Black, fifty-one today. Great in high fidelity, though, man. And Jason Priestley, who was on Beverly Hills 90210, is also 51. Uh, Shania Twain, country superstar. Is she still a country superstar? I don't think she sings anymore. Didn't she have some health issues where she wasn't able to? She was just on something, actually, though. I, I can't remember if it was like a, a charity. Like She performed somewhere, and then Post Malone was like singing along, too. The yeah. first time I saw that Don't Impress Me Much video... Uh-huh. Uh, I'd never heard of Shania Twain before. I was like, they got a super hot model. I wonder what the singer looks like. <laughs> I thought she was just like the, the beautiful model. It turns out she was the singer. So Shania is 55 today. Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom in the American Pie movies, is 59. She shows up in a lot of those Christopher Guest, Harry Shear mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. She's also she's a, legally blonde. She's always got yes. a memorable role in those in those mockumentaries. She teaches the snapback. The bend, bend and snap. Oh, bend and snap. Yeah, bend and snap. Right, right. Get it right. Actor Daniel Stern, who uh, played Joe Pesci's bumbling partner Marv in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Moth, what are you doing, Moth? The hell are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Stern, sixty-three today. 
and actor David Soule, who played Hutch on TV Starsky and Hutch in the 70s, is 77. Today is also National Red Wine Day, but oh, for hey. a lot of people, a lot of women I know, every day of the pandemic has been National Red Wine Day. And did you know that 57 years ago in 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. declared, I have a dream to 250,000 people in front of Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. It seems like everybody from all over the political spectrum likes to quote Martin Luther King Jr. Do you think Martin Luther King was that universally loved in 1963? No, he was uh, pretty much... Uh, nope. Yeah. The, the, the marchers Reviled. in 1963 leading up to the I Have a Dream speech were called communist. Mm-hmm. They were called terrorist. They were told that they should quit complaining because racism doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. I mean, as much as everybody, even the president seems to love uh, Martin Luther King, at the time, you know, the country was kind of split down the middle, and there was this entire half that thought he was just an agitator and, you know, needed to stay in his place and quit complaining. So that was 57 years ago on this date in 1963. Also, here's an interesting, uh, especially for me, uh, I'm interested in the history of radio. The first radio commercial uh, aired on this date in 1922. So radio was really new technology then. August... Was it Dime Time? Dime Time! Yeah, that guy's great-great-grandfather, probably. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I know Steve is uh, Steve Kapowitz is joining us for this final segment uh, headed into the weekend. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Buzz. Before we uh, start talking a little bit about sports, I was going through some uh, trailers of stuff that's coming out. So, Brandon, I just Y'all. isolated this because I figured you'd be interested. They got a trailer for Marvel's What If, which is coming to Disney+. Plus. Oh, they did get a trailer for that? A br- uh, it's a it's a short one. This might be actually like a teaser trailer, uh-huh. but I want you more than anybody else to pay really close attention to this this brief clip. Got it. All right. Uh, so it's animated. Yeah, or at least the tra- I don't know. No, if the show is, is the whole thing yeah, animated. The show is, yeah, okay. but I believe they got the actual voices. If I remember correctly, it, specifically, you'll see what I'm talking about. I just want to see your reaction. Hey! What did you Marvel see there? Zombie! Yeah, we see uh, a Marvel zombie. That was a Captain America zombie. Oh, I could get behind that. And that's uh, he's facing off against Winter Soldier. All right, so that's oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, I guess I'd rather the Marvel zombies be a live action with lots of lots of gory CGI, but but I'll take this. Um, there's a new movie out today on Hulu, an original on Hulu, called The Binge. It's, I, it's a parody, I think, of The Purge. But The Purge, the the premise of The Purge is so silly that it's, I mean, really, this parody is no more silly than the, The Purge itself. So the setup for this is that one night a year, oh, all drugs and alcohol are completely forbidden and no one does them except for one night of the year when you could do all the drugs balls and the all walls. the alcohol yeah balls to the walls that's right uh rock out with your 
Glock out, I guess. But uh, And it stars uh, Vince Vaughn, so I'll just play about 30 seconds of the trailer here for you. Morgan Freeman on the uh, narration voiceover there, by the way. Is it? Are you sure that's Morgan Freeman? No, I don't think so. That's not Morgan Freeman. I don't think that's Morgan Freeman. Are you Freeman. sure that's Morgan Freeman? Are you well? The, I read a review in the paper today, and it said Morgan Freeman. Well, maybe. Yeah, he. it says he does the voiceover for the movie. Maybe this is the voiceover for the trailer, and it's not yeah. Morgan Freeman. I agree with you, not Morgan Freeman. <laughs> 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 that was going to be my first question. I was going to be like, wait, so are we going to see two-year-olds just trashed in this movie? But never mind. Uh, 18, I guess, is the, uh, the year that you can yeah, binge. It's like an orientation. It's like this is the first year you can join in the binge. What's so silly about The Purge is that the idea of having one night of violence would mean that there's 364 nights with no vi- or days with a no violence at all. Ma- just makes no sense. I mean, if anything, it you would have so Rick many... Rick and Morty, revi- dude. Well, Rick and Morty was, was, uh, was parodying The Purge, right? Yeah. It had to have been. Are you sure you saw that Morgan Freeman... Yeah, I saw a review in uh, El Paso Times today that says Morgan Freeman does the. I don't know because I see narr- narration in the movie. In Medley the- is voiced by someone uncredited on IMDb, a narrator who sounds like a less persuasive version of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> maybe the reviewer was wrong. He just saw the name. Well, he didn't. Mary just saw the name Morgan Freeman, and he wasn't hundred percent. Narrator, this is it. I'm Morgan Freeman. Uh, let's talk a little sports here. You know, I'm I'm over at ESPN and. Uh, a couple other sites, and just judging by that, the only thing going on in sports is the protest and uh, the NBA leading the way, and then uh, baseball last night. So, is is that what you want to talk about? I mean, it's up to you. What do you want to talk about? You know, this um, is your show, not mine. Yeah, what's the latest as far as the basketball and the baseball? Does it look like they're gonna in the boycott and and play uh, right away or? What does it look like it's leading toward? I I think the NBA is going to play. I think the question is just going to be, um, will they play um, today or tomorrow? And it looks like they're going to play today. So the story was, you know, when would the the players come back to to the action? And it sounds like uh, we will now see them play. The story was as of yesterday, it would be they would play either Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday. And is that a make and good game of, for the game they they boycotted? Correct. It would have to correct. be because well, the, we're that, everything's a playoff postponed. series, right? I mean, right, right. Because maybe the, the, the Orlando Magic declined the playoff. The, the, they declined the boycott. Okay. Did they play? So. No, they didn't play, but what I'm saying is is that originally Milwaukee boycotted Game 5, and Orlando said, no, we don't want the boy. We, we will not take the boycott. Is that a forfeit? So that's, why it became a, that why, that's why it became a postponement. Oh, okay. See, yeah, you, taken, I'm, I'm unclear on what... boycott, it would have yeah. been a forfeit. Right. They just, didn't want, they just didn't want to win a game that way, I guess is what it comes down to. Wait, you're saying Orlando declined the boycott. Is that what you said? Right. So, in other Meaning words, they didn't participate in the boycott? No, in other words, the boycott would have led to a forfeit, and uh, Orlando didn't want to win the game that way, so they declined that, and that's how it became a postponement instead. Oh, okay. All Does right, so sense? they're going to make those games good. 
And yes. uh, baseball last night, the Yankees uh, had a, a 42-second uh, moment of silence. and Mets did, not the Yankees. The, the Mets, Mets, excuse me, yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, how many other teams followed suit in MLB? MLB? Well, there weren't 42-second uh, moments of silence. The Mets walking off the field, they were the only ones that did that yesterday. However, there were a, there were a bunch of games that were actually uh, postponed last night due to um, teams just not, want, you know, not wanting to be a part of it after, after what the NBA did. So the Rockies, Diamondbacks, A's, Rangers, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Phillies, Nationals, Orioles, Rays, and Twins, Tigers were all postponed. Some of those games will be made up as soon as today. Others will be made up either in September or at a later date. Did you take a lot of calls yesterday? Took a bunch, yeah. I mean, some people were... You know, what, what, how, it's, it's interesting where people where people are siding on this. Some people don't you know they, they don't even know if this will be remembered years from now or how this is going to work because ultimately it's not like the playoffs have been canceled. They the statement was we'll you know we'll we'll sit out a day or two and 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 that's our statement. So it's kind of interesting to see how this will be remembered. How do you I mean? Do you think this will be remembered as 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 we saw in the '68 Summer Olympics? Like the Black Power uh, fist salute exactly. uh, could be yep. like depends on yeah. the image. I mean, that was just such an iconic image, and it was you know very much mm-hmm. you know of the zeitgeist of the time. And sure, uh, I I wouldn't say that it's definitely going to, but I would say okay. that it possibly could. And as far as why 42 seconds for the Mets game yesterday, today is Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Uh, there's so much meaning there, and he wore number 42. So if that's uh, any, you know, if that some people might be wondering, well, why the Mets take a forty-two second, um, you know, moment of silence before they walked off? I, it I, was, you know, in honor of Jackie Robinson Day and all the events going on. Yeah, I, I get that this was a decision, and it it seems like it, it was agreed upon at least by the majority of players that they were going to mm-hmm. do this. The only thing I would question was, with all the challenges going on already, you know, a shortened season, uh, the specter of of covid-19 and you know this this thing is barely on the rails <laughs> i i feel like yeah. not only in basketball baseball and football is just barely on hockey. the rail well hockey is they, yeah. they they didn't play last night they're not playing tonight so hockey when when the whole thing broke with the nba playoffs being postponed that night right and possibly not no more playoff games the nhl played their playoff games that night they didn't postpone mm. but then they moved and decided to postpone last night's games and tonight's game. So they were the last to do this, but they're ultimately um, not playing for two nights um, in their support instead of just one. So it's kind of interesting. It just seems risky, uh, but maybe, you know, it's a cause worth the risk, and I guess that's what the players yeah. and uh, everybody else decided. But, you know, you've got you've got a train that is barely on the track, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you take a, a night off. Uh, but again, I'm not saying that it wasn't worth doing, and and I, you know, I hope it has uh, a positive influence. I'm interested to see what'll happen. I'm interested to see what the sports what the sports world can do, especially with the most powerful players in the NBA and other sports, to try for to see change and reform take place. I, I mean, think I'm, the it's it, the mainstream now with all the sports, including sports that you don't associate with with having a lot of African American uh, participants, like hockey. And like NASCAR, 
have embraced Black Lives Matter. Like on that level, Black Lives Matter is no longer a controversy. It's a controversy for a lot of the people who were really pissed off about this. Mm -hmm. But at Mm -hmm. this point, uh, Black Lives Matter has such widespread support you're, you know, if you're against it, especially if you're just making up lies about it and spreading, uh, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that, you're like the person 57 years ago in 1963 who was talking about how Martin Luther King is a communist and wants to destroy America and blacks need to be thankful for what they've got and they don't have it so bad. And, you know, that's you're in that category right now if you're completely uh dismissing black lives matter i feel like i think that's 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 pretty accurate i agree would you say that that was reflective of the the opinion of your callers for the most part i mean and of course your callers you're going to get you're going to get callers are going to be people who are you know opinionated one way or the other about something i think so i think the people that voiced in pretty much echoed those same sentiments yes Uh, and on twitter as well we do social media too so um, I got to ask this before you end the show. Have you talked about Kraft Hockeyville today? Please tell me you have. I did have, uh, a did couple we? of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, He does is, because it's, it's one of the scheduled liners. It's one of sure, our liners. it's one of the scheduled liners, and it's $150,000. Well, Do you realize how much they could do? on our de- website. For $150,000, they could make a dent in deodorizing that locker room where the rhinos play. <laughs> have you ever been in that locker room? <laughs> no. It I is have. the foulest yes. smelling room you'll ever go in. It's hockey pads, man. Uh, oh, it's it's right. terrible. $150,000. Might be just a scratch on the surface, but uh, they really need that money. So why don't you tell us what's going on with uh, Kraft Hockeyville? So it's going to be a 28-hour vote, and it's going to start at 5 a.m. El Paso time tomorrow morning, and it's going to go through 9 a.m. on Sunday. And you can vote unlimited. And we're going to have links on all of our websites so you can get right in and vote because whoever receives the most votes, El Paso is in with four other, uh, three other uh, towns, will be known as Kraft Hockeyville. Here's the deal. There's the $150,000 um, grant, which is great because Kraft will they give that for rink upgrades. And um, uh, Corey Herman's already told me they need a new roof um, at the event center. In the well, hopefully place. they'll so have some left over for, for some air freshener Deodorite. and maybe some potpourri yes. because that That's locker right. so, room is just foul. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, you could also go to uh, Dollar General next to the radio station and bring a couple of uh, you know aerosol cans for that. Maybe they'll <laughs> appreciate that, too. So that could happen. But then... The big story is also an NHL exhibition preseason game would be played in the event center, home of the El Paso Rhinos. Wait, that'd so, be so, so dope. So the oh. two NHL teams oh. are going to show up. Yes, like in and like play. in the in the Burt Reynolds movie Mystery Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Except instead of on a pond, they would be doing it at a uh, at, at a rink that holds two thousand fans. And they're and not taking the way, on the local team. It's going to be two no. different NHL teams, right? Two different NHL teams, probably the Dallas Stars, and who knows who they would play because that makes sense. Rangers. The um, that would be great, right? The Rain- I would love to see the Rangers come to. Play, I, so I mean, the Texas Rangers. Dream. I think the hockey team oh. ought to play the baseball team. <laughs> 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 no, it was the New York Rangers in Mystery Alaska. So that you know, yes. I think they should keep with that. But this is such a big deal for all pass. Like, How I mean, packed out would that be if you got to see two eight NHL teams? We've, as far as I know, we've never had that in El Paso. No, we've never had an NHL exhibition game in we've, El Paso. We've had, we've had some, anything like that. Well, we've had exhibition NBA and 
Yeah, we've had we've had the uh, scrimmages. scrimmages. Yeah, that's right. We've had the Cowboys here with uh, Troy and Emmett and Michael and Dion. They've been here, but nothing at that level with the NA. Not even close. Oh, yeah, that would no. be huge. This so what be, what do people need to do to get that so, prize? There will be a way to vote on the uh, for Craft Hockeyville that you could. There's so many ways to do it, but the easiest way is just to go to KLQ.com beginning at 5 a.m. tomorrow because we'll have the links up there on the website, and that'll take you right to the Craft Hockeyville site. Now, if for whatever reason the links aren't there, which they will be, but just in case they're not, just uh, you can Google Craft Hockeyville, go to the website, it'll tell you exactly how to vote, and then voting is unlimited. So you could spend 28 hours on your computer punching votes the entire time, and uh, the most votes yeah. wins. It's very simple. We're the most m- votes wins. So that's how this is going to It's a work. pandemic. What do you have better to do? You think that anything, <laughs> you think that anything involving voting would be as simple as the most votes wins, but it doesn't no, no, because sometimes well. Because sometimes they'll do one vote per household, and yeah, and then you, can't, you can only vote once. The point is, this is unlimited. So this is a popularity contest, and you can just, you know, spend an hour and just vote all the time. Who are we up against? Because it seems like the town with the larger population would have a decided advantage. Wichita is one of them. And let me get the others. Uh, there's a, it's uh, think, Kansas, Topeka, Kansas. Um, yes. One in Wisconsin, I believe. Oh. I thought it was Wichita, Kansas, right? Or Wichita... Was it Wichita I it was, Falls? In, Wichita Falls, you're right. I think it is Wichita Falls. See. All right, Wichita, Wichita Falls. We're, it's, we're, there's one in Minnesota. Okay, so it's oh, it's Wichita, Kansas. It's Wichita, Kansas, East Grand Forks, Minnesota. There you go. And River Falls, Wisconsin. There you go. See, they're, that, they're hockey crazy up there, I got to think. Or the only one in the Sun Belt. They're like, hey, hello, scusi. Mm-hmm. Us. Uh, this is well, this is big, guys. Get on there and vote. Please. 